0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up
1: now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, tune in. iTunes. And, of course, Spotify. And uh, we have got a great guest with us today. Uh, He joins us from time to time, and and a lot of times uh, he has a lot of not-so-good news. But hopefully today he'll have some good news. Uh, (laughs) Brigadier General Robert Spaulding with us today. And uh, he is a senior fellow at the Hudson Institute, and as you can see, he is at the Hudson Institute today. He is uh, focusing on U.S.-China relations, economic and national security, and uh, he has been getting praised by all sorts of conservative hosts. Uh, a, a couple weeks ago, I was listening to Alex Jones and he played a couple of your clips. Uh, so you're getting out there, my friend. Uh, people are hearing your message. Uh, w- w- what do you make of all this?
0: Well, I mean, I think, uh, you know, My actually my book started blowing up too. I think it's really uh, has to do with the coronavirus. For the first time, uh, people are starting to see what the Chinese Communist Party uh, is uh, as an institution and as a government and as a regime. Uh, and that's always been, you know, my message is to, to explain to the American people what I learned during my time in the Pentagon. And and, and they're starting to get interested and in actually listen to the message. And, you know, when they pick up the book and they read it, it's a quick read. And boy, do they understand, uh, you know, uh, the challenge we face. So um, I, I've been very blessed uh, but it's been very sad to see that it's a it's a byproduct of of you know so much tragedy in America.
1: We have got a great guest with us today. Brigadier General Robert S. Spalding joins us today here on Skype. He's a senior fellow at the Hudson Institute, and uh, he's got a great book. It's called Stealth War: How China Took Over While America's Elite Slept. And uh, Robert joins us today here on Skype. So, uh, so Robert. Uh, your book is resonating with a lot of folks. Uh, wh- why do you think that this is? You know, um,
0: because they're stuck in their house, um, they, they realize that they probably lost their job. You know, t- over 20 million Americans have. They're trying to figure out how they're going to make ends meet. You know, like the hairdresser in, in Dallas, they're, they're worried about feeding their kids. Um, They see uh, that that people that are normally, you know, upstanding citizens are being arrested while criminals are being turned out on the street, you know, so that they don't get coronavirus. And yet here they're thrown in in the jail. So, I mean, I think they see their civil liberties being trampled. They and and more importantly, they want to understand why, uh, you know, this Chinese Communist Party would have it in for them when we've been so generous as a nation and as a people yes. to try to help uh, the Chinese, um, you know, become wealthy and powerful.
1: Brigadier General Robert Spaulding with us today, and uh, he has got stealth war, how China took over while America's elites slept. And uh, there's a lot of folks that are, I guess, preparing for war. Uh, th- there's been all sorts of different people mentioned that China is preparing for war. there's also rumors and some different things that have been uh, brought out that uh, the United States is preparing for war. Uh, do, do you think this is uh, potentially going to take place?
0: No I don't you know both uh, the US and China have nuclear weapons. I think nuclear weapons really make uh, war between uh, those type of countries uh, less uh, according to the you know the standard of the 19th and 20th century where we had you know bombs and bullets, really dictate how we compete. I think today it's much more about economics, finance, trade, uh, geopolitics and information, particularly your data and how your data can be used against you. Um, you know, to influence you. I think those are the ways that the Chinese, uh, seek to go to war with the United States. They've been at war with us for a long time. We're just now waking up to that fact.
1: Brigadier General Robert S. Spalding with us today. His latest book is Stealth War, how China took over while America's elite Slept And, uh, Robert, well, what do you make of uh, Fauci and some of these folks? Uh, earlier today, uh, Fauci told Bernie Sanders and a group of folks that, uh, "Well, there won't be any school in the fall. We're just we're, we're not even going to do school."
0: <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> well, "Wow, yeah, you look, guys!" Uh, I've had, so I, so. Here's here's the news. I've had coronavirus. Had it in January. Didn't know that until I got tested uh, for the antibodies. Um, I believe there's a lot of Americans that have had it. Yes um, and, uh, and then it doesn't even know it. Uh, yep. so uh, it's not any more lethal, um, than, uh, it's certainly not more lethal than the Spanish flu. The Spanish flu, flu I think killed 50 million people worldwide back in 1917, 1918. Yep. Um, it is, uh, it might be a little bit more lethal than, uh, than the flu that we have on a, on an annual basis, but we lost 60,000 people just to the flu last year. So, you know, I think it's time for people to to understand that um, you know there's there's probably a bigger chance of them dying, um, you know, uh, you know in, in um, by not having a job and really <laughs> succumbing to depression. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that there is, um, you know, from this coronavirus. I mean, I just like
1: I said, I think there's a lot of people that have had it, and uh, and we just need to get on with their lives. Well, you, me- you 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 mentioned this and uh this is the thing that I al- I always bring up this story whenever I I I talk about the uh, coronavirus. Um my mother had it in, uh I I believe it was November. Uh she's she she's not an athlete. She's got bad knees. Uh <laughs> she's she's over it. Um my photographer out in New Jersey, Mr. Michael Nagy had it and this guy is a heavy metal guy. He's up till you know three four in the morning. Going to bed at eight a.m. Uh, he has to drink three to four beers before he can pass out. Uh, he's not in the greatest of shape. He's still with us, uh, so I, I I don't really buy into all this uh, craziness. I think the people that have died from it uh, have had underlying health conditions, and it's it's too bad, but. Like you mentioned, uh the flu is a, a, a major, major thing, and people get that every year. Well, and we've
0: lost fifty thousand people to fentanyl. Um, uh, that too. You know, uh, that too. 60,000 people, and we've been losing that uh, each year. You know, to fentanyl coming from China. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that kill people. Heart disease probably kills more people than than uh, than 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 uh, the coronavirus, but. um You know, it is and it's and and I'm not trying to minimize those deaths. I mean, they're tragic. But at the same time, you know, we can't stop living, um, you know, you know, and and we've never stopped living before. Anytime we've had a pandemic, it's something that we're going to have to deal with and and live with and and come to grips with. And I think once people get out of their house, start mixing it up, they're going to be a lot more less frightened. But today, you know, I think and and quite frankly that, you know, these uh, the CDC hasn't helped. If you go to Taiwan, they never shut the country down. They yep. sent researchers yep. to, to Beijing in December. Uh, they realized that there was human-human to transmission. They came back. They started on one January. They started boarding flights coming from Wuhan and checking for infection. They instituted masks and social distancing. Never shut yep. down the country. They've had very few deaths. They've had very few, um, you know, uh, issues with the with the disease. But that's because they learned that the Chinese Communist Party couldn't be trusted. During the 2003 SARS outbreak, if we would have learned that, if our CDC had been prepared, if they'd stockpiled, you know, masks and PPE and and um, and ventilators, uh, then we wouldn't be in the in the situation we were. But you know, our CDC wasn't as prepared as their CDC, and and we didn't and we listened to the World Health Organization. And of course, they did not because they didn't trust uh, that what the Chinese Communist Party was saying, <laughs> yes. and the World Health Organization was basically yep. repeating them. So it's just. It's something that, you know, I think we could have done a lot better as a democracy uh, than, than we did.
1: Robert S. Spaulding joins us today here on Skype, and uh, Robert has a fantastic book. It is called Stealth War, How China Took Over, Where America's Elite Slapped." and he's with us today here via Skype video, and... uh so so robert there's there's a lot of folks like i mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast I'm, I'm i'm alex jones is playing your clips michael savage is talking about your book all sorts of folks are are promoting you and and getting you out there um a lot of folks such as such as alex said that uh you're a level-headed individual uh and you you need to be out there more um why is it people are starting to to pick up the book and find you and and realizing all the different things you've been saying for like the last 6 months.
0: Well, you know, I mean again, I think it's I think it's just because people are starting to realize um that, you know, they should be looking, you know, uh, farther afield than, you know, just what mainstream media is, is giving them and and what I try to do is is uh give them facts that i think that they need to know and uh, that really motivates me because um you know i'm concerned about the country i'm concerned about the health and welfare of americans i'm concerned about our economy our economy i'm concerned about our national security i'm concerned that our kids are being told that socialism and communism is better than democracy and you know the the thing that keeps us a democracy is we stand up and recognize it that how important it is and that we appreciate it and that we fight for it. And so, you know, I don't know why, you know, other than you know, I just think it's it's probably from from what's happened with the coronavirus, but I'm I'm happy I'm I'm glad it's happening. I'm here as a messenger and I'm doing this because I love my country. That's that's all I can say
1: it is Brigadier General Robert s Spaulding he's with us today here in a broadcast facing the coronavirus fallout he's got a brand new book stealth war how China took over while America's elite slept uh, the Chinese leaders are being told to be ready for war with the United States um, Robert said earlier in 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 the interview here uh, so, something that I've been hearing for many a years which is when everybody has nuclear weapons uh, we don't usually go to war <laughs> Why is that a big neutralizer?
0: I think it's just, it's so, um, you know, and, and you go back to the very, the very first use of weapons. You know, there was a lot of, um, you know, hesitation on whether or not the things would actually work. And when they did work and people saw the devastation, they realized how terrible those things are. And, and they really are terrible weapons. And so... yep. Um, you know, and and it creates um, an aftermath that is really inconceivable in today's world. And so it's just a whole different level of destruction. And, um, and I think, you know, I wrote an article in the Washington Post, actually, back in 2013, saying that nuclear weapons are weapons of peace. And they truly are. Because if you look at the the devastation uh, from between World War One and World War II, the hundreds, literally hundreds of millions of people killed in conflict—and then the precipitous drop off in the number of deaths due to conflict after you know um, you know the use of those weapons in uh, in um, in Japan, I think, really is brought. It's usher, ushered in a new um, era, a new era where competition is driven to other areas. And I think, you know, the Chinese stumbled upon one where we were willing to allow them to take our wealth uh, to grow in their power and, 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 and basically subjugate our own people to their um, manufacturing economy. So, you know, I think it's, it's um, they're going to continue to be relevant. They, they prevent war more than they are used for war because they are so terrible. And that allows us to really, um, you know, be talking about should we should we have industrial policy? You know, should the U.S. be uh, investing in science and technology? And I think the answer to all that is, yes, that's what the Chinese have been doing, and now we have an opportunity to do it ourselves. I don't think we're going to go to war uh, anytime soon in the classical sense of, you know, we're going we're to see uh, weapons, you know, kinetic weapons used uh, against and between U.S. and China.
1: We have got Robert S. Spalding with us today. He joins us live here on Skype. And uh, stealth war is the latest from him. He uh, retired from the U.S. Air Force as a brigadier general after more than 25 years of service. He is a former China strategist for the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the Joint uh, Joint Staff at the Pentagon, as well as senior defense official and uh, um, many other uh, accomplishments, which uh, you should be very proud of, my friend. Um, talk to us a little bit about where you see... Uh, this all headed from a manufacturing perspective? Are we going to do a lot more manufacturing in the United States? Is that basically going to be forced to come back here?
0: Well, there's two articles that went out today. One in the New York Times by they're saying exactly that, that the era of offshoring manufacturing is over. Uh, and then there was an article in the Wall Street Journal talking about um, the chip manufacturer's intel, to, to be specific, uh, talking about bringing back chip manufacturing to the United States. Uh, because it's it's essentially, uh, you know, kind of disappeared from our shores. So, yeah, I think there's going to be a huge push to bring back manufacturing in the United States. And you're going to see a lot of those five million jobs come back to America. And, and when we do, I think you're going to see a lot of happy people because they, those jobs uh, come with health benefits and retirement benefits. And, and, and they're more of a kind of a long-term stable job that, uh, you know the reason China has gone after those jobs is because it it really allows them to uh, the Communist Party to remain in power by essentially becoming parasitic on democracies for manufacturing and then turning around and using that um, as a means to accrue national power.
1: Robert S. Spalding with us today. He joins us live here on Skype, and uh, I I was reading through your. Uh biography here that your uh, press people provided me and they said you are fluent in mandarin um how hard was it to learn that language
0: it was uh it was pretty difficult i was in uh the defense language institute for a year studying so um and you know it's 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 kind of hard to keep up but it's uh you know once you learn it uh it's it's an interesting language to to uh to deal with because there's no conjugation there's no uh, grammar it really is uh an interesting uh, way of um, expressing language. You know, it's all character based and each character has a meaning, maybe multiple meanings uh, to the character itself. So it is the case that many people in China speak different dialects, but when they write uh, down the characters, they can all read um, the, the the same message. So uh, you may not be able to communicate by speaking, but you can certainly w- w- write and read. That being said, you got to l- literally learn and memorize thousands of characters
1: before you're considered literate in Chinese. That that must have been just uh, what was what was it was it an agonizing process to uh, to learn this language? Or? It, it really was. But you know, I still remember walking
0: past the classroom, and I could hear um, Chinese playing in the classroom as somebody was listening to a tape, and I realized for the first time that. I could never listen to Chinese again and just hear the sounds that I now I heard, you know, words. So it, you know, once you once you learn it, you know, the um you may not know exactly what they're talking about, but um you you get a pretty good gist. That's awesome.
1: Well, Robert, I appreciate you making time for us today. This has definitely uh, been a fun uh, excursion. Uh I have I have just I always enjoy you being on the broadcast and uh uh today has been like everything else, fantastic. So, uh, so Robert, I appreciate it, my friend. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you, Robert. There he goes. Robert S. Spalding joins us today here on the old Skip Skype, the old skyper Rooney, and uh, we are going to take a timeout. And when we come back, we are going to have more here on the world famous chicky Check Wire Radio Broadcast. Back here in a few moments.